We are here with you again today, and it's um, Johnny and myself, Justice and Grace and Chris, and things are going well here at the, we're actually staying at a friend's lake house in Georgia, and we're enjoying the sunshine today. It's so beautiful, and grateful that the Lord's provided a place where our family can all be together, and... So it's been good. Um, we hope that wherever you are, you're just feeling um, peace. And I like to call it the shalom. Sometimes we get words that just feel so familiar. I feel like when I use the word shalom, it like hits me in a different way than the word peace. And I just really feel that over us and over our nation today. And so we will start with communion. Um, then Johnny has something he wants to share from, I think from Psalm 36, 37, 37. 37. So you can grab a Bible too, if you want. And if you have a cracker or bread, you can go ahead and get that. All right. <clears throat> I've never done, um, communion like this every day. Um, that's something that my sister, one of my sisters does a lot. She does communion a lot just on her own and with her family. And um, this was a good excuse to start making it more of a lifestyle. And so I'll just jump right in. Father, thank you so much for um, your plans. Your plans are perfect. And Jesus was the best plan of all. And thank you for the love affair that you and Holy Spirit and Jesus have together that's um, just this amazing spiritual swirl that you have just drawn us into. And we want to get caught up into that again today. We thank you for um, Jesus, your body, that was um, literally laid down you laid your body down for us, and you did it in the most um, humble way of all. You allowed, like you could have defined that yourself, being God. You could have defined how you wanted to be killed and you, how you wanted to be sacrificed, but you allowed um, man that you created to, to even invent the way that you were, you were slain, you were sacrificed. And um, everything you did was just so extraordinary and so holy, so other than, but always in the context of just what was the most real thing that people could relate to. And so we thank you for the laying down, the sacrifice of your body. Um, and I thank you for, I heard this in a song recently, that the altar became a table because of what you did, Jesus. And the altar that they were so familiar with and um, the temple where they would, would kill animals, you became the perfect sacrifice. You were the lamb that was slain for us. And we thank you as we take your body in. Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. 
And thank you, Jesus, for um, the stripes that you took on your body. Every single stripe, every single moment that you stayed and you could have escaped it. You could have even escaped it in ways that we didn't know. But you were fully there, fully present, fully receiving um, our what became our atonement for our sin. For every iniquity, every every generational thing that's been passed down to each one of us spiritually and and traumas and all of that, every sin that has affected us right now where we are, and every choice that we've made on our own that has um, brought distance between us and you that's just further shown how um, holy and righteous and perfect only you are. Thank you, Jesus, that you bridge that entire gap. There is no more distance because of your blood. There is no more um, sickness or disease or pain or sorrow that has not been taken care of and fully covered because of every stripe you took, Jesus. And we thank you for that as we take the fruit of the vine right now. And we declare that you are good, you are faithful, you are all the things that, um, that our nations need in this very moment, and you offer yourself constantly. You are pouring yourself out constantly, and you are sustaining us, God, in ways that we don't even know. And we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we praise you, we worship you, we honor you. We receive your love and affection right now that you have for each of us. We receive your, um, your plans, things that we can't put our minds around right now. We just say yes to. We say yes, knowing, trusting that, that not only that you have plans and you have a future, but it's full of hope. It's full of um, your grand kindness and your your activated, um, powerful love for each one of us and for us as a society, for us as a generation. We just receive and let that hit um, that place in our hearts today that needs to be secured again, once again, in you. Man, that's good. You know, uh, before I go into the Psalm 37 thing, well, just let's take a minute more. It just was, uh, it was hitting me how even this time of communion, you know, the, there's the good thing of, of ritual and doing the right thing over and over. And then the downside can be it becomes too commonplace and it doesn't register as much. And, you know, this turning aside, this is, the communion is always a turning aside. The Lord loves when we turn aside. You know, he spoke to Moses when he turned aside uh, to see the burning bush in that case. There is a turning aside. There is a looking to him. And it and we just always want to make sure that it doesn't become common. Uh, uh, you know, it gets reduced, watered down by by doing it multiple times. And we want to understand that this is, that we, we want it to activate our trust, our childlike faith, our childlike hope in him. At a time when there's so much going on, it really is impossible to prop, uh, properly 
even gauge. We will understand uh, soon enough a deeper element of what's taking place, taking place behind the scenes in every other kind of way in our country. But it's a time to turn to the Lord, a time to look to Him, and truly, as uh, you know, this just a, a brief example. Like we take this, what represents His blood and His healing for us, and we don't want to then quickly switch you know, leave communion and they'll check out how much damage um, the virus or whatever else is doing everywhere and then talk among ourselves and feed fear. There's something about, um, there's something about feeding on the right thing at this time. You know, whatever you focus on, you make room for. If you, if you focus on things uh, that bring you fear, if you focus on what looks like what the enemy is doing. It's not about putting your head in the sand, but there is a uh, there is an aspect of uh, honing in, protecting your spirit, and focusing on Him. That's the scripture from yesterday. Magnify the Lord. Why would you magnify? Is magnifying the Lord putting your hat your your head in the sand and saying Nah, 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 nothing's happening? Uh, only if you distort what it is saying. Magnifying the Lord is when everything else could be being magnified, but you understand because of what we just did, the communion, he is truly the author and finisher of our faith. He is the author and finisher of our destiny. He's the author and finisher of our time, our ability to even uh, rejoice ahead of time in the reality of heaven. Mm -hmm. And so we don't want to have him in our own mind as just being a, well, he's a piece of the puzzle. He's not a piece of the puzzle. He's the whole puzzle. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we don't want to lose that. So, Amen. That's good. you know, Psalm 37, again, I was, yesterday I was talking about a few minutes on Psalm 34 and recommending you IV that whole Psalm, Psalm 37 as well. It's, it's been for approximately 20 years this has been a um, a primary scripture for me in my life, encouragement, direction from the Lord. Out of it, it's it's a it's such a bigger psalm than most people realize. It it goes into all the scenarios of Reformation, Renaissance, everything that goes on, and we are in such a key time. Um, we're such. Uh, you know, there's people concerned, and I hear, and some of you may be among it. You hear about Rodney Howard Brown, and and is he does he have a right to um, have his people go to church right now? And he's doing a little, I don't know if we call it civil disobedience, and and that's maybe worked out for him. And there's people concerned about the losses of freedoms that are taking place um, right now, and. And this is just not a time to overreact to that. We are so in the very middle of a rescue operation from heaven, and I cannot say that strong enough. It is a rescue operation from heaven. Yes, he's using he's using humans here. He has uh, a Trump uh, in a, in a role of spearheading and being sort of a Moses uh, as we go through our own Exodus fourteen, Exodus, you know, right after Passover. There's the exodus of the children of Israel from uh, bondages that have held them back. And we're being set free from multi-generational bondages. And it can't even be talked about enough until we're on the other side of it to really recognize what all that is. But it's it's such uh, a big rescue operation 
that little incidentals that are taking place right now that we don't have a proper grid to framing even why it's happening the way it is. And it's like we're going to panic over a little loss of freedom to do something. If you understood what we were really at the precipice of, were it not for this major operation uh, of rescue from heaven, then it's just so, so small. And, and so this, I, I was feeling to read um, particularly the first 11 verses of Psalm 37 as being even very applicable to us right now and right during this um, this rescue season from heaven. And um, so I'll just read it. Psalm 37, verse 1. Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they will soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he will bring it to pass. And he will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way. Because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm. Say that one again. Do not fret. It only causes harm. For evildoers will be cut off. But those who wait on the Lord, they will inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked wicked will be no more. Indeed, you will look diligently for his place, but it will be no more. But the meek will inherit the earth and will delight themselves in the abundance of peace. And, uh, you know, the chapter is, is a uh, fairly significantly, let me see how many verses. It's a long, uh, 40 verses. And, but it is, just, it is just rich with stuff to feed your spirit with. And again, I, I recommend you um, IVing with it. And securing your heart, your soul, and and every everything uh, that God wants to strengthen in your own spirit will will come out of even even this chapter. To see another verse, I was looking at. Uh, I had read earlier. I want to add to this as well. Verse 22, for those who are blessed by him will inherit the earth, and those who are cursed by him will be cut off. That's where it goes to the well-known scripture right after that. Steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. And then 25, I have been young and now I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging for bread. So many uh, promises that come out of there. And the last two verse, but the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He will deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. So this is just another awesome, awesome uh, chapter. And I wanted to recommend that. Awesome. Good, good. And anybody else? Anything else? We accidentally uploaded the wrong um, audio for yesterday's prayer. So if you are listening back, 
that is fixed now, so you can listen to yesterday's too. I think it was really good. So. It was yeah. There's a lot of really good stuff yesterday. And also that podcast is now up, the Key of Gratitude. So if you're looking for lots of content to fill your day, <laughs> we have options. It's good. That is so good. All right. Well, with that. <laughs> Oh, I see Tracy, our niece is on here. Tracy, we love you and your family. Aww. Hugs and kisses to you too. Aww. And all the babies, the big, they're all grown now. Johnny is from a very big family and we miss so many of them. Yeah. He's actually one of eight kids and um, some of our family is in Vegas, Las Vegas and California. So we miss seeing them out there. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, all righty then. Um, any final words, Mr. Inlow? Well, this is an exciting and challenging time all at the same time. And loving on the side, hearing there's some testimonies uh, because of the um, confidentiality that has to be kept. We can't tell. But really some people with um, significant challenges in business and and seemingly um, no way to rescue it during this downtime are finding we'll call them uh, rich rich veins of prosperity in the midst of it how the lord is um how the lord is providing in the midst of challenges and so awesome. uh, for us ourselves we've uh, found that and that's some of that's the obvious uh, government stimulus if we call it rescue package for many um, make sure you checked out all the ways it could apply to you i'm sure everybody has and then there's um again be don't limit the lord that's why there's such a don't fret trust god trust god trust god and trust god is one of the hardest things to do but there's an intentionality it's to just stop looking at other things turn to him and it's to be applied to every area of life it's not just trust him for salvation it is trust him for um, for every single area of life. And I know you all know that. It's a reminder of that. Be strengthened in, in that. And don't be shaken from that. And, and be secured in that. So, all right. Well, hasta mañana. Oh, Kelly's on there too. We love you too, Kelly. Oh, Kelly. Blessings, <laughs> blessings, blessings. I love my nieces. Aww. Okay, everybody have a great rest of your day. And we'll be back with you tomorrow. Yes. <laughs>